Hey, Aloha NFL fans, Jeff Reinbold here for the Jeff Reinbold Show, and it is Monday, it is October Monday, and I'm going to tell you something, we are excited, it's Monday Night Football tonight, uh, and we're going to talk about that, we're going to talk about the weekend that was, we're going to talk about my buddy Michael's trip to the London Games and the Jaguars' big win over the Falcons, and then we're going to take some questions from you, our viewers, so again, welcome, and let's get to talking ball, Mike. Jeff, really, my man, uh, warm welcome everyone watching live and on the podcast on the Tuesday morning as well. Jeff Reinbold showed Jeff the biggest ever Taylor Swift fan in Hamilton, Ontario. And that's all we're going to say. I want to joke him, but let's start off not talking about Taylor because, you know, for me, even I thought it was overboard last night. But the game itself, Jeff. I, well, 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 I want to talk about Taylor Swift because that's that's what I'm here to talk about today. You know, and I'm 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 calling it's over. She didn't leave with Travis after the game. She left with one, one of her friends. I think it's probably done. I think I think you know she's, you know, tired of being around a football player and and she's moving on. So uh, that's that's the revelation that I had. I um, basically, I wasn't expecting that analysis, but I'll I'll take it. And I'll, 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 I mean, I'm just giving you expert analysis. I've been in those situations myself, and when when you know. Your date doesn't go home with you. It doesn't. It's not a good sign. <laughs> oh my god, I love this man. I thought it was overkill in NBC, but one thing I didn't think it was overkill because they didn't talk about it too much. Um, the refereeing decisions at the end, of, uh, just during that game, Jeff. Um, have you anything that you want to say with something? Well, Mike, are before? you trying to get me fined? Right. No, you, I'm not. I cannot speak about officials. That's part of. That's part of being in pro football. You, you, you just, you're not allowed to publicly address the officiating. Right now, I will tell you that I have never seen I, I can't I honestly cannot remember I've, if I've ever seen an NFL coach flag for unsportsmanlike conduct like Sala was or like Sala last night. And he was hot. And I, you know, again, it, let me just say it this way. I understand why he would be as upset as he was, because it is really difficult, you know, and. I hear guys say this all the time. When, what other major industry, global business, would rely on part-time employees like the NFL and the CFL and everybody else, every other professional league does? Those are guys are not full-time employees. They're part-time employees, have other jobs. And uh, obviously, they're professionals. But again... It is one of the questions that's asked all the time in the coaching community. It just, I don't know. It, it was a really weird end to the day, you know, for me. I just, I thought it was very strange. But I, I agree. I, 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 I agree completely. There was so much, Jeff. There was so much to sort of unpack last night. There was so much that happened. Was there anything that stood out to you last night? Just well, I, think, I think here's the thing that stood out to me that, you know, I saw, I've seen a lot of people say, well, you know, that Wilson showed last night he can play in the league. And that was what Robert Salas said after the game. And, and uh, you know, again, I think that that's, it was encouraging. I'm not ready to say that we, you know, he's all of a sudden going to start trending upward. Um, if you remember the snap that he dropped, in the fourth quarter when it, at a critical moment he saw pressure was going to come off the corner 
right? And off the edge, he knew he wasn't protected. And so instead of having the wherewithal, the, the composure to number one, the first thing you got to do is catch the snap. And then number two, drift away from the pressure. He took his eye off the snap, dropped the ball, huge turnover. Kansas City wins a football game. Now, did he play better? Yes. Is he the answer? I still do not think so. But uh, Hackett, I think, did a better job of, you know, scheming for him. I still don't know why they won't run the football. I just do not get it, why they won't run the football as, as much as I think. You know, I heard Tony Dungy say it in in the, in the Sunday Night Football build-up show. You know, he, he questioned, openly questioned. He said, hey, listen, we won a championship, you know, with when he went to to uh, to Tampa and he had, you know, they they had Trent Dilfer. And so you had Mike Allstat in the backfield and you had Trent Dilfer. What do you do? Let Trent Dilfer throw it 40 times a game or hand it, hand it off to Mike Allstat? And, you know, he did what he had to do to, you know, turn the program in, in Tampa. So, you know, I, I just really think that the, the Jets coaches have got to find a way to get a, They've got good players on, you know, on offense and they've got some running backs and you, the best help for a quarterback that's struggling is a strong running game. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it just kind of mystifies me a little bit. Just for people that are watching live, do get your comments in on YouTube, search Jeff Rimble show or search pro football Ireland. In the second part, we'll get your questions and answered, answered as long as they're football related. Jeff, I feel like this cup right now, if you've been on the podcast, it's a sunny, happy face emoji. And I'm not sure what this says, Jeff, but I'm not sure if I feel like this. Empezia, Aldea, Con Allegri. I don't know what that means. But uh, we're here. We're alive. Um, good days crack yesterday. Not the best game. But I feel like we need to talk about certain games in the league. The Steelers game, Jeff, um, mainly because first two elements. Are the Falcons for real? Or sorry, are the Texans for real? And do you think Matt Canada should have a job this weekend? Well, I think there's two. Let's talk about those two separate issues and start with the with the, the good news, the Texans. The Texans, I think, are better. I'm not going to say when you say real, what does that mean? I mean, you tell me, you ask me if they're a playoff contender. I'm going to say I don't think so, but they're significantly better than they were under Demeco Ryan's. Um, C.J. Stroud has has exceeded expectations. You know, Tank Dell is going to be a really, really good player in that league. They've got good young players. They're they they're heading in the right direction. I mean, if you're a Texans fan, do you book a you know do you, do you book a suite in New Orleans right now? I mean, in uh, Las Vegas for the Super Bowl? No, I wouldn't. But I I do believe that you can look at your football team with some pride and recognize that they are playing good football and. You know, they're beating good teams. The Steelers are a good team. They're not playing well right now on offense, but the Steelers are a good football team and you beat them. So, you know, that's a division where you can get healthy fast, but I still don't think they're an elite in that division yet. I just really think they've got a ways to go, but it's encouraging. All signs are good in, you know, Houston, we do not have a problem, I guess is the way I'd say it. It's funny now, with the now, now let's talk about those Steelers and Matt Canada. It was really interesting because I'm gonna tell you something. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin doesn't say things just to say things. He there's a message in everything Mike Tomlin says. When he said after the game 
that he kind of paraphrased Einstein's quote that, you know, the def definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. Well, it, he, he, what change is he going to make, right? What, is, what are they going to do different? Now, we're 24 hours after the game, basically, and there hasn't been a coaching change made that I know anything about. And um, so what does it mean with the play calling? What does it mean, you know, with the distribution of the football? You know, those are all things that we're going to need to see. What concerns me, though, is, you know, Kenny Pickett's health, right? That was an ugly, ugly, ugly thing. And it, it could have been, I, I guess he's having an MRI. I don't know if the results of the MRI have been done, but, um, you know, that was a scary one if you're a Steeler fan. It, it sort of points towards the short-termness of this league. Like last Monday night, we kicked off the show talking about the Miami Dolphins and how we thought they were for real to MVP. And so much can change in one week. And like, look, obviously the Dolphins are going to be up there towards the end, especially if they remain healthy on the offense. But were you surprised at the level of defeat on Sunday? I, I would, what I was surprised with was the level of, or the, the ease at which Buffalo seemed to be able to move the ball and score, especially early in the game. They, I mean, it was a the first quarter that was a beautiful football game, if you like offensive football, because it was back and forth. One team would score, then the next, you know, another team would score. And but it's really disappointing and surprising to me that a Vic Fangio coach defense with some ability, I mean, they've got some pretty good players. Um really struggled the way they struggled. I mean, Ken Dorsey's offense at, at Buffalo just had their way with the bill. I mean, with the Dolphins. So I think that's, you know, part of that is the Jalen Ramsey factor. He's not there. And you you could see that the young corner that was matched up against uh, uh, Stefan Diggs had no chance. I mean, he had no chance. And once he, once it, I think he got into his feelings a little bit. He got into his head a little bit. And, you know, after the one where he missed the tackle and Diggs went for a touchdown, I think that was the end of it because he, you know, he backed off and, and didn't play very well at all the rest of the game. And, but, you know, the, the thing about it is, too, the, the Bills defense, I thought, gave up yards, but they did two things that you need to do against the Dolphins. They pressured the quarterback. They hit him and sacked him a bunch of times. And they created turnovers, right? They were physical. Miami showed, in my opinion, where one chink in their armor is, is that they're not real. They're fast, but they're not an overly physical team. And so I think what you look at Buffalo, you look at the game plan that Buffalo had for them. They played a lot of two high shell. They played a lot of two. They played a lot of coverage where they were going to bang on receivers. They weren't going to give, you know, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle and that track team free access to the, to the second level. And, you know, again, that forced Tua to hold the ball a little bit. That allowed Floyd to get there. I thought Ed Oliver played an outstanding game. And um, I think that if teams look at that game plan, that's a, the Dolphins are going to see a lot of that kind of structure. Um, here's your Instagram slash tech talk woman, Jeff, the toy story broadcast. Uh, I'm presuming you obviously religiously watched it. 
Uh, should we have it in every game, every, every week from now on? I think so. I think it's a fantastic idea. And here's why. Because you're capturing a new generation of fans, right? You're perpetuating the game and the love of the game and fandom. And, you know, there's little kids that are going to decide to play football because of that to- that toy Toy Story, Toy Story broadcast. And I think that's fantastic because who knows? They might turn out to be NFL players one day. And it was that broadcast that brought them to the game. So whether they come to the game to be fans or they come to the game to be players or what, they're all consumers in this business. I was chatting a few of the Jags lads at the end of the game and they had like something on their, in their uniforms where it helped them track or... or Look, the whole technology thing was crazy around it. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I feel like I need to go back in this Buffalo's game. Buffalo's game? Wow. Buffalo Bills game. Shout out Colorado very quickly, Jeff. For all the Buffalo done right on Sunday, it's almost deja vu. Their highest rushing player was Latavius Murray with 30 yards. Like, do, do you think come, like, January time, when it really matters, that could hurt them? I mean, like, yes... You, you can put, what, 40-odd points up in the day, and they've got a great defense as well. But they need to, like, this is like, I feel like I'm buying in on the wall. They need to establish a run game. Well, I think you always have to have balance. But, you know, let me let me just say this. Mike Leach is a, you know, rest God rest his soul, was a great college football coach and the inventor of the air raid or perfecter of the air raid or whatever you want to say. But he talked about balance being... 50-50 bounce between run and pass, he thought that's not balance. To him, balance is touches for everybody on the offensive side of the ball, right? Your running backs get touches, whether they carry it or catch it out of the backfield. Your wide receivers get touches. Your tight ends get touches. He said when it, when you balance it, how you, how you distribute the football, that's true balance. And that's an interesting concept. I do believe that when we get into bad weather, even in Buffalo, and you know, you look at the Bills; they have a chance to, let's say, it all goes well for them, and they and they win the East, and they get by throughout the playoffs to the Super Bowl. They're going to be some bad, bad weather games in January and February in Buffalo, and you know, we saw it last year when Miami went up there, and you know, was so reliant on throwing the football, couldn't run it, and you know, that's tough. tough. When you're one-dimensional, it can be really, really difficult. Time will tell. Time will tell, my man. There were some really interesting games on Sunday, Jeff, and I feel like I don't want to be a disservice to fans. I know we talked, I sent you a text about certain teams, certain things. You know, that Cowboys-Patriots game was was interesting because obviously the Cowboys had a very, very good offense performance. I couldn't believe when I seen that was the worst loss of Bill Belichick's career. Are we coming to the end, Jeff, is the question. Of Coach Belichick's career? Yeah. I mean, like, we, we look, 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 let's, before we talk about this, let's put some background into it. This was a subject that we talked about at least once in the offseason when we were talking great crack for six months with no football. Now it's back. And now it's back, and you see the issues they have. Like, never mind Zeke Elliott sitting on the sideline, couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything on Sunday at all. Feels like we're coming to the end. And maybe that's just me trying to get clicks on social media. I'm genuinely not. People, if you're watching this live on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, let us know your thoughts in the comments. But, Jeff, it feels like we're coming to the end of an era here. I, 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 maybe I'm mad, but 
I think he could be the Mike, Mike, Coach Coach Belichick is how old? He's seventy some years old. He's number twenty in them. I'm just saying it that you know, obviously it's gonna to come to an end at some point. He's seventy two years old, I think. And and that's the first thing. The second thing is his football team struggles offensively because they have no weapons, right? So if you have an issue with Belichick, have an issue with Belichick, the general manager, who hasn't been able to draft or develop or trade or sign offensive skill position players. And I'm talking about, he's got some tight ends. Those tight Gusecki and those guys are all right. But they do not have anybody that can make a big play outside. They just don't. And so defenses can gang up on them. And, you know, once they get behind, if, they, if they're if they're behind by 10 points or two scores, it's really, really tough for them because they can't, they can't make chunk plays on offense. They can't make explosive plays on offense. And if you can't do that in today's NFL, it's really tough. Yeah, you can win some games, but you're not going to win your division. Not that division when you're competing against, you know, the Dolphins and, and the Bills. And, you know, if the Jets ever get their quarterback straightened out, the Jets, because all of those teams are considerably more explosive than you are. And so, you know, that's not a, you know, that's not a great recipe for success. Just drinking my tea. Sorry for the brief silence there. Um, I agree completely. I feel like there's some obvious topics to talk about. And first off, it would be Joe Burrow and what the hell's going on there. And again, going back to this conversation point, Jeff talked to Connor about this last night. I'd love to know your thoughts as a coach. You've got two weeks and you got a bye week and then you've got two huge games. You're already losing games now. Do you do you sit Burrow? Do you let him heal up? Or do you feel he's the sort of competitor that will insist on playing on? And certainly, Jeff, surely there has to come a point where enough is enough. No? Well, Mike, I think, first of all, Joe Burrow's, uh, you know, he's an elite competitor. He wants to be out there with his football team. And his health is just one of the challenges that they're having right now. Right? They're They're struggling offensively and that's where you say what in the world how can a team with all of these players be struggling like they are struggling right now but you haven't seen joe mixon have a much of an impact you haven't seen jamar chase have much of an impact you haven't seen you know i mean you go through the roster and just right now offensively they're stagnant they can't protect the passer um and I think they've got a kind of, they've got themselves in a little bit of a funk that they're going to have to, I think they're going to have to play their way out of and they need to start having some success. And when you get a little success, you get a little confidence and then you get a little momentum and then it starts to change because defensively Hendrickson and that crew over on the other side of the ball are, they're holding up their end of the bargain. Most of the time is that it's right now the Cincinnati offense, which is shocking because, you know, that was one of the high octane offenses as we looked at them in the offseason. Yeah, I seen Jamar Chase's comments post game yesterday. Talking about one person's comments, I have to give him a shout out. When I mentioned your name to Adam Gotsis, he just started smiling. That's my man. My man. There's a great story, Adam Gotsis, who a kid that grew up in Australia and dreamed of playing in the NFL and really, in a lot of ways, got himself there. I mean, it's 
we'll rerun the, the podcast or we'll have him on another podcast again and let him tell the story. But it's a fabulous story about how he ended up getting to Georgia Tech and then getting drafted and, you know, it, by the by the Broncos and then now now playing for the Jags. But Adam's a great guy and has always been a great, great friend of our show. We've got about five minutes, Jeff, before we start doing questions. Is there any... Is, is there anything else that stuck out to you from NFL Sunday? Obviously, like the Rams getting the win close, the Bears put up a fight against the Broncos. The thing about the Broncos is, and I don't want to go too much into the Denver because they haven't won many games. They've only won one. But Wilson statistically is playing a lot better. It's a he's, you know, he's playing better, but you know, like you look at that game and how in the world can the Bears squander a 17-point lead? And you know, you looked at what they did in the first half of the game and, you know, Fields looked like, you know, what we had all expected him to be. You know, they looked like he had taken that second step. And then you go into the second half and it's just a dud. I mean, and they find a way to lose a game that you should never have lost. Now I see that Claypool's on there. You know, they're, they're basically saying they'll get rid of him for a sixth or a seventh round pick. This is a guy that was you brought him in to be a number one or at least a high number two. And now you're talking about peddling him for a sixth or seventh round pick because he's been such a huge disappointment. And right now, I wouldn't take him if you gave him to me because the way he plays, it, it, I mean, it doesn't say anything about you want competitors, Mike. You want guys that compete regardless of the situation. I don't care what's going on in the locker room. If it's if it's nasty in the locker room or if you, you're coaching whatever, you still go out and battle. You still go out and compete. And he's just gone out and waved the white flag. I mean, completely waved the white flag. And I wouldn't touch that guy if you gave him to me. Well, talking about fighting, talking about competitiveness, I did mention this. Apologies, folks, for repetition on the podcast last night. But Jeff, listen to the. Niners against the Cardinals and TalkSport 2 up the M1 from Dublin. Shout out to Will Gavin and the boys at TalkSport. Really enjoyed it. It was actually nice just to sit in the car and listen to a game without seeing anything and enjoy the analysis. So shout out to them. Um, Josh Dobbs. It's great to see a guy be given a proper chance, especially in a, in a real opportunity in Arizona, Jeff. And yes, the, the score box may have shown that they'd lost that game by a couple of scores, but there was a point in that game where where Arizona came back, Arizona were fighting. And he's impressed me, not just by his play on the field, Jeff, but by how much he's bought into Arizona. And the coaching in Arizona is a lot better as well. It's it's a real long-term project, but is it safe to say Kyler's played his last time in Arizona? No, 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 no. No? no. Definitely not? not? Why not? You are the master of jumping to conclusions, right? <laughs> because... Because he's a first-round draft choice, number one. Because they're paying him a lot of money, number two, right? And so he's going to get every chance to show he can lead that football team. Josh Dobbs is a great story, but that's that's what he is—a great story. I was fascinated um, by what went on after the game between Connor and Hufanga. I mean, that was interesting, and and it looked like Connor was the instigator of the whole thing. And, uh, you know, so I think that's, you know, that, that one, I don't want to say I, I liked it because that's, that's a little strong, but I respect the fact that the Cardinals are fighting and you mentioned it. 
that they're competing, that they're fighting. They want to, you know, you see it in their play. And, you know, that's when, when they're going through what they're going through, which is a rebuild, that's the first thing you want is to watch your team fight. And if you're a Cardinal fan, you got to like that. Um, while we're talking about the Niners, though, I got to, I got to make a, I got to say, I got a uh, email from Jesse Sapolo today. And Jesse is a Niner Hall of Famer and a great guy and, and really, really, a, you know, involved with the club still. And, and uh, he, he noticed, he, excuse me, sent me the email to know, to let me know that Russ Francis, one of his teammates with the 49ers on those championship teams and a hall of famer uh, who started his career in new England and then finished his career in San Francisco and is a member of the NFL hall of fame and the Polynesian football hall of fame passed away in a car crash, excuse me, in a, in a plane crash uh, out in California on a weekend. And it's really sad. Um, I had an opportunity to meet Russ. Russ was a guy that loved life. And I mean, loved life and was, you know, looked at as a free spirit back in his day. And, you know, uh, kind of a guy that, you know, was way ahead of his time. You talk about Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. He was both of those guys rolled into one and, you know, was doing something that he really loved when, you know, tragically the, the plane had a mechanical problem and he, and, uh, he, he left us, but, uh, I just wanted to, you know, let, let our fans know that that has happened and that, uh, all of us could send up a fully, which is a Hawaiian word for prayer for Russ and Noe. He'll rest in Aloha. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Look, seven, he's no age these days to pass away. So certainly pass our condolences to his family as well. And thank you for letting us know, Jeff. Jazz is a great guy. Um, big time. Can we end this section of the podcast? Did you have serious FOMO yesterday in Wembley? Serious. You know what? I really, really enjoyed number one seeing you there before the game and and you know the shot you know the shots with all your crew and know that you were up in you, you know you, we talked while you were up you know up in the press box and you know Bucky Brooks walked by and all the guys are there and I know you. Hey, had well, Tony Baselli, I didn't speak to him. Tony Baselli's like a tree height. What he the is, hell's going on Tony, there? Tony Buscelli could still play. He, and let me tell you this. Don't ever shake Tony's hand either because he, he'll break your hand when he shakes your hand. He is a grown man now. I want to give a shout-out to an unnamed person that walked behind me and said hello, and his bag hit against the radio producer's or radio host's box. Mm -hmm. The box fell. He was live on the radio, and it went off. <laughs> that was not my fault. But looking back now, 24 hours on, it was very funny. But give a shout out as, as we end this podcast segment to a few boys. I can't remember their names and I feel bad. We met them in Dublin Airport. They're both coming to your show in Dublin, which is sold out, Jeff. We're chatting to them still away. And we should probably just say this very quickly. Last night's, it's just been announced, last night's Sunday Night Football averaged 27 million viewers, the highest, the most watched NFL broadcast since the Super Bowl. Well, I watch after the player's going to play, 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 play. Oh, stop. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. Here, I'm done with this Taylor talk. Hey, before, we, before we go, we got to, we got to, you know, we got to pump our shows, right? One time, yeah. you know, yeah. and let yeah, the yeah. fans know, if you would, Mike, how they can get tickets to our Irish shows, our Ireland shows, and our shows in the UK and Scotland. 
right up there if you're on the video l-i-n-k-t-r.ee slash Reinbold Belfast Derry Dublin Galway Limerick and Cork in, in Ireland North and South and then Glasgow venue TBC should be a nice nice couple of weeks Manchester during the day gonna be a great crack you're coming over soon Jeff I'm it ain't gonna be I'm long now, baby. And if you if you are in Dublin and you want to come to the show, where well, you're gonna have to come someplace else because we sold out Dublin, and we're closing in on a couple others. I hear. Have you heard that? That's that, that's interesting news. Yeah, it's 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 popular. Like Limerick's popular, and Belfast is very popular. We're getting there, and we're, and we're gonna keep plugging away. And we 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 massively appreciate everyone's support. It's gonna be a good crack. Jeff, I, we will chat to you on the other side of the segment. But thank you all so much, folks. Give us an aloha, Jeff. Aloha.